RGT en Baugan Radio. Los cursos intensivos de verano de Baugan son diferentes a otros cursos intensivos de verano. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, nosotros no metemos entre 10 y 12 alumnos en cada clase. Nosotros tenemos un máximo de 6 alumnos por clase. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, no somos rígidos, somos flexibles. Puedes hacer un curso de una, dos, tres o cuatro semanas, como tú decidas. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, no somos teóricos, somos prácticos. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano no damos lecciones, motivamos. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, nuestros profesores no son los protagonistas de la clase. Nuestros alumnos lo son. Los cursos intensivos de verano de Baugen, porque somos diferentes. Baugen, we love teaching, you love learning. Ven a Baugen, disfruta el verano con Baugen. Más información en grupobaugen.com esos tres meses que pasamos juntos ¿por qué? y de aquella mañana en la que no parabas de hablar y hablar con lo tímido que estabas al principio ¿te acuerdas? claro que te acuerdas ¿entonces por qué? ¿por qué me abandonas ahora? nos hemos propuesto que nadie abandone su inglés este verano y es por eso que queremos ponértelo muy fácil ofreciéndote grandes descuentos en los cursos y programas con el método Baugan que más demanda tienen en verano así que ya lo sabes, este verano no abandones tu inglés entra en grupobaugan.com o llama al 911335831 hemos propuesto que nadie abandone su inglés este verano. Y es por eso que queremos ponértelo muy fácil, ofreciéndote grandes descuentos en los cursos y programas con el método Baugan que más demanda tienen en verano. Así que ya lo sabes, este verano no abandones tu inglés. Entra en grupobaugan.com o llama al 911335831. What's on this weekend with Lucía Fraile? It's Thursday and we're back. I'm terribly sorry that I wasn't here with you last week. There was a slight unforeseen circumstance and I had to be away. But, uh, but yeah, it's the 14th of June and there is so much to do this weekend. We're here to talk about what's on this weekend and we're very lucky in that this week we have a beautiful, gorgeous, luminescent guest with us today. Please everybody join me in saying hello to Parisa. Hello. Good afternoon, <laughs> Lucia. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. The truth is, is that I was really excited for you to be a guest on this show because you are, you're a fascinating person. Oh, you, thank you. you uh, I'm I, blushing now. You can't see it, but <laughs> that's the beauty of the radio. <laughs> you, you and I know each other professionally. We work together. Right. Yes. And, but we also know each other personally because, Correct. because you are somebody who, who has a, um, a medical practice not a, maybe not medical is the right word natural what? therapies a natural yeah, therapy so i'm practice. a natural practitioner 
Yes. Um, I, I work with, uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Correct. So basically acupuncture, um, auriculotherapy, herbal therapy, exactly. um, moxibustion, things like that. So everything related to traditional Chinese medicine. That's fascinating. You're, we're going to have to go back later and you will explain some of those terms to us. Right. Because, <laughs> because I know that a lot of people out there are very curious about, about Eastern uh, medicine in in the West. Yes, more and more each day, I think. Exactly, yeah. and and it's it's a nice thing to sort of um, un unbutton and find out about. But personally, you also have a fascinating history. You <laughs> yeah. are you are not an, originally an English speaker. No, I'm not. Nor no. a Spanish speaker. No. And yet you speak both of these languages beautifully. Right. <laughs> yeah. So originally, Where are you originally from, right. Originally, I'm Iranian. I was uh-huh. born in Isfahan, which is a mm. lovely, beautiful city in the country of Iran. Um, and that's where I'm from. But I, I left Iran when I was about two years old. Okay. And I've lived in Spain my whole life practically, except when I went to university. Okay. I went to university in England. Uh-huh. In Bristol. Uh-huh. I went to the University of Bristol. But apart from that, I've lived here in Spain. So basically, I'm, I have a Spanish nationality. Yes. So, um, I speak Spanish fluently, obviously, and I speak English because I studied in an American school oh, here in Madrid. I see. Okay. Yeah. So when you, when you left Iran, did you come directly to Spain? Um, we, no, we moved around a little bit. Okay. We went to Bolivia. Oh. For, for about a year. Wow. Um, we spent a few months in Germany because my uncle lives there. So we spent some time in Berlin with uh-huh. them. And then my father found a job here in the south of Spain in Malaga. So we all moved to Spain and then That's here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and why, so why do you not have a Malagueña accent? Oh, I used to. Oh, I used okay. to, but we moved to Madrid when I was 11 and I lost it. Ah, it's but one I of those remember, adaptation yeah, techniques. Yeah, because when I, I remember when I moved here, all the kids Kids were like, ah, it is Andaluza, you know, <laughs> because I sounded really, really um, Malagueña. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was it was uncanny. Seriously. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. OK, so you've lived really all over the world. Yeah, well, I've lived, yeah, I've, I've lived in a few places and I've moved around a lot and I've traveled a lot, which, which is wonderful. It's one of the things I love the most. Yeah. Um, and it, it's basically the only thing that I loved about my previous job, which was a corporate job in okay. the pharmaceutical industry, which I really didn't enjoy very much, unfortunately. Correct. But the traveling was great. So you were telling me that before in a past life, you used to you used to work in the corporate world, correct? In, in the pharmaceutical industry, as a as a sales rep? No, thankfully not. Okay, because that would have been <laughs> even worse. No, <laughs> no, I worked. Uh, well, I'm a biology major, so oh, um, right. yeah, my my degree was pathology and microbiology at the okay. University of Bristol. So I worked in clinical trials. So it was basically admin work because what we did was I was a project manager. So mm-hmm. we kind of just managed the whole paperwork of a clinical trial before a drug was marketed. So this might be why you you hated it because you you're a biology major and yet you were working an admin job. Yeah. No? And yes, and also I wasn't um to be I mean and I I don't want to say anything uh negative about the the work itself because it's right. it was it was a great job and, and there are lots of people out there who love it. Who it, love it. Yes. Exactly. It was just not my path because I'm more of a natural therapist right. kind of person, you I know. Understand. So for me it was not something that I wanted to do the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't me. That's awesome it, that you made the decision to, to make that change. I felt like I was playing a part. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I felt like I wasn't myself ever. Right. Uh, and I hated it. I so, see. so I decided that I just wanted to be myself, even if that meant less stability mm-hmm. and, um, you know, um, very scary leap into, you know, into the unknown. Into who knows? Yeah. Into who knows the... what's going to happen? You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Am I going to have a clinic? Am I not going to have a clinic? Is it going to work? Am I going to have to close it down? Am I gonna... Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, for now I'm still here and still right, working. And right now you do have a clinic. You have your own practice. Correct. Yes. That's amazing. How yes. long have you, has it been open? Um, three years now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I've moved around a lot in this particular particular place that I am at now, mm-hmm. which is in Science de Baranda, um, it's been a year now. Uh-huh. But before I was in other places, but I kind of moved around a lot until I found the right place for me. Good. Um, but yeah, I mean, three years with the business. Wow. So, you know, and, it's... And you're, you're in business, so you're, yeah. you're doing well. It's working. It's working. That's so, excellent You know, news. fingers crossed for yeah. now. That's great. Good. <laughs> yeah. So how... So let's see... Um, I wanted to ask you, I, because I don't know about this, uh, I don't know this about you. Are you, are you married? Are you? No, no, no I'm not. I'm right. single. No, yeah. you're single. Yeah. But I do know that you're a very successful actress. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that to people, people hearing about me or like hearing about my life are like, what, what, what does she do? <laughs> like, is she a natural practitioner? Is she an actress? What well, on earth all, is she about? <laughs> no, we all have lots of aspects of ourselves we you know there are people who know us as as english teachers and people who know us as as you know as friends or singers i i used to have a whole alter ego where i was a singer (laughs) and isn't it amazing you know it just makes you a a more well-rounded person i guess and just makes your life really interesting so sure so yes i've been i'm a theater actress okay and i've been doing that since i was about 13 years old and um I did it, I kind of did it professionally when I can. So mm-hmm. professionally meaning I get paid for it. Yes. Um, but mostly I just do it because I love it. So even if I don't get paid for it, I'm like there. And I, <laughs> I just do it. So I work a lot with a group called the Madrid Players, which mm-hmm. is an English speaking group. Um, an amateur English speaking group in Madrid. Madrid. Yes. Yeah. So we, nobody get, gets paid. We just like do it for love of art okay. <laughs> completely yeah. and we love it. And yeah. so we've just done Arsenic and Old Lace. That's right. I saw that advertised. That's yeah. a, it's a comedy, isn't it's it? It's a comedy. Yes. Yeah. Very hilarious. Just absolutely fun and marvelous comedy. Oh. Um, and it was directed by one of my colleagues at the Madrid Players uh-huh. called Mavi Armida. And it was wonderful with this amazing cast. And it was a great success. We had full houses every night. How how long is the run? How long is the time? We the usually do about four days. So okay. we do like Thursday to Sunday, and then that's it. We're and, done. And where where is it represented? Do you take over a theater? Yeah. So we usually hire a space, a theater. Mm-hmm. So it depends basically on what kind of show we want to do. So what? Okay. Um, sometimes we get like more of a sort of fringe theater space mm-hmm. other times we get like a bigger theater depending on what we want to do and it really influences when you have a a kind of alternative space it influences the production and yeah. the feeling the 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 experience of watching the play definitely definitely the space matters a mm-hmm. lot a yeah. lot yeah so this was at teatro tribueño which is in okay. the ventas area ventas right. manuel becerra it's a lovely theater yeah and it was amazing and you know we were exhausted by the end of it but <laughs> and you've got a big project that you're about to tell us about in our next section correct because we have so much to talk about today (laughs) today is going to be an action packed show (laughs) because there's there's lots on this weekend and and we're going to talk about it starting in our new section just now
That's right. So it turns out that uh, we want to talk about all of the movies that are coming out this weekend, some of them that are already on. Mm-hmm. But we, we talk a lot about in the show because I, I guess I'm addicted to movies and TV series. But another thing that I love and I don't see enough of is theater. And and I'm very lucky because you you're bringing us a play that's yes. coming out very soon that yes. you are you are directing i'm co-directing it okay. with two other women uh-huh. um i'm producing it myself okay and i'm in it as well and you're in it yes <laughs> you're playing a part in it i'm that's, playing a part in it that's yeah. amazing yeah. so please tell us what is it called right so this play is called almost main almost main and right. it's written by whom it's written by john cariani John It's Carani. an American American writer. Is yes. it a classic play? Is it something that I would have heard about in the past? You um, you know, I hadn't heard about it okay. until very recently. So it's not one of those like super famous plays that everybody knows. Right. But it's I saw it by chance done by a different company uh-huh. not so long ago. And I just thought, wow, this is so amazing. It was so beautiful, so sweet, so full of love. And light and everything. That's so that tempting. I thought we have to do this. <laughs> we have to do this, you know. And it's really fun because it's it's seven scenes, seven okay. different scenes. It's like vignettes, okay. you know. Yes. Um, and they're not related to each other, so ah. it's kind of like seven different stories. So is it the same characters throughout the play? No. Oh, right. right. So each scene is different characters. Okay. And it's different love stories, and it's basically love in all its forms. Right. Ah. And um, we actually, our production of it is even more varied because we wanted it to be uh, sort of very gender flexible and we wanted to explore a lot of like different sexualities okay. and all of that. So we changed a lot of the characters and sort of made men, women and women, men and stuff. So we are working with like lesbian couples and gay couples uh-huh. and heterosexual couples. And it's kind of like a bit of everything. And it's just gorgeous. Oh, it's just lovely. I can't lovely. wait. So where, when is it on? It's on on the 23rd and 24th of June. That's Saturday and Sunday. That's excellent that you're telling us now because mm-hmm. it's not this weekend, but it's the coming weekend. Correct. Yes. That's good. And um, we've sold about half of the tickets already. <gasps> oh my gosh. So I have to go get my ticket. You have to go get your ticket <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I would love to do that. Is it on on Sunday night as well? Yes. All right. Yeah. Good. It's Saturday and Sunday. Good. Because yeah. I'm not here on Saturday. Right. So I have to go on Sunday. Good. Uh, that would be great. If I'm sure you'll love it. It's I, just Gorgeous. I would love to see that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And okay, so how long has the production taken you? Well, this one was actually a quick one because okay. um, it depends on the production. Some productions take longer to prepare mm-hmm. and others are a bit more hasty. Yes. Um, this one is production wise. It's rather simple. We don't uh-huh. have a big set. We don't have, you know, like huge production things right. going on. Mm-hmm. So you can do it a bit faster. And the fact that it's different scenes and different directors meant that we could actually rehearse in parallel. Ah. So we were kind of rehearsing on our own with our different scenes and then we brought it all together. I see. Yeah. So okay. this one was a little kind of easier time wise, so right. to speak. I see. Oh, that's yeah. fascinating. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And how forgive me because i i just find it interesting in this case when you say that you're the co-director and, and the producer mm-hmm. how, in what way is that different how okay. does that role uh change for mm-hmm. you so a director is basically responsible for the artistic part of mm-hmm. the show so the show is the vision of the director okay oh, yes. so anything you see on stage is really the responsibility of the director right. okay so it's a director's take on that play yes. and if you watch the same play 
um, done by two different directors, you'll see how different they can be, really. Right. It's amazing yes. how, how that can change, right? The producer um, does the sort of ugly job <laughs> <laughs> of, you know, all the sort of ticket sales and the marketing and finding people to do makeup and hair and, yes. you know, kind of putting the whole production team together. Right. And it's a super important job. It's very, um, nobody wants to do it because it's so, it's not artistic. It doesn't get any applause. It I, doesn't get any, you know. I, I so, kind of understand my, my perception of the different roles had always been that the direct, the, the producer is the person who makes things happen. Correct. The producer, first of all, the producer usually controls the money. Yes. If you're I'll talking about cinema that. or mm -hmm. television or theater, mm -hmm. the producer controls the money. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, they're the, the, they're the person who, who is the organizational force behind right. it. Right. Whereas the director is the person who's in touch with the actors and, exactly. and the, the look of the play. Exactly. More like that. And also the producer tends to be kind of like the baddie because you're the one who's supposed to right. like, you know, if, if stuff goes wrong, you have to fix it. So exactly. sometimes you have to be like sort of like the mean school teacher kind of thing, right. you know. Yeah. So, but you have to. That's your job. Of course. You have to and do that. And sometimes you have to say, no, I'm sorry, we can't afford that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We don't have the money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a really it's interesting a, uh, part. I, I'm very attracted to that in that I'm a very sort of organizational person and I like to tell people where they have to oh, be please, and well, what they have to do. You know, join the Madrid players because we're always looking for producers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I would love to do that. <laughs> um, that's fascinating. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Actually, I don't because it's theater, so I can't wish oh, you luck. No. So I wish you to, <laughs> I wish you to break many legs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, definitely, I have to. I have to go buy a ticket. Please, let's, yes. Let's tell people how to buy tickets. Mm -hmm. So we are doing it via email in this case. It's okay. not an actual system. It's just an email address. Good. So if you write to almostmain yes. dot madridplayers at gmail dot com. Correct. Okay. That's almost Maine. Maine is written M A I N E, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's like the state of Maine in the, the U.S. Exactly, the yeah. state of Maine. Almost Maine. Dot Madrid players at gmail dot com. Yes. And if for whatever reason you forget that email address, if yes. you go on the Madrid Players website, you can find it. So that's madridplayers.org. That's correct. Exactly. So yes, very much looking forward to that. There's also several other, if you are in the mood to go to a, a movie instead of, um, check out what's on the theater this weekend, there's a couple of movies coming out that I'm really excited about. Now, I don't know if you share this kind of taste with me, but I'm, I, I have a guilty pleasure. Do you know what a guilty pleasure is? Of course you do. Yes. A guilty pleasure is something that you do when you're, when you you hope no one is looking, <laughs> but that you love to do. <laughs> and for me, I love screwball comedies. I, I can't help it. I really love a comedy, especially when there's a female lead and something that is done and is, is about laughing at oneself. And it's it's just something that I, I can't help. I love it. And one of my favorite actresses, somebody who made the movie Trainwreck, is Amy Schumer. I love her. Amy Schumer is so I funny. Love her. She's an American co uh, comedian. She's an American actress, and she she's she's an actress, but sort of because she didn't want to be an actress, she she started writing things for other people to play, and they cast her in her own movies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she's come out with a new movie called I Feel Pretty. In Spanish, <laughs> they've translated it as Que Guapa Soy. 
<laughs> but I think it's going to be so funny. It's it's about. Have you heard? Have you seen the trailer or or no heard what no it's about? no? I just I just saw the uh, the poster a few minutes ago. But yeah. no, I haven't seen the, the trailer. The the premise of the movie is is a girl, a kind of regular frumpy looking girl who hits her head and wakes up with a concussion believing that she's the most beautiful woman oh, in the world that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and how her life changes simply because she believes that she's beautiful you and see fun and deep fun and <laughs> meaningful <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yes very much looking forward to seeing that maybe not this weekend but at some point in the future <laughs> and um and yeah and there's a huge blockbuster out this week which i don't know if did you ever did you see as a child because for me it was a very uh pivotal point in my childhood i watched the original jurassic park in the theater with my mother about 25 years ago <laughs> yeah it was a long time ago i remember i didn't watch it because it wasn't my thing so yeah. i wasn't like i think i was a bit scared of it to be honest oh. um but i remember all the fuss yeah. you know and i remember everybody going to watch it and Huge. all the um all the marketing that they did exactly and the- it was supposed to be the most lifelike uh computer generated yeah. images yeah. that we had ever seen and we were all just fascinated by by this uh this high-tech movie making new business and now when you watch the old film it looks really old (laughs) (laughs) exactly it looks really dated and they've just come out with the new version not the new version i guess the new the new sequel to Mm -hmm. it right jurassic park the new world so if you're somebody who likes big blockbuster action movies it's definitely something to go watch i wasn't thrilled with the latest one because it seems that the the female character spent the whole movie running in heels. Hmm. And I thought, this is very unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like that. Listeners at home, Paris and I are very, both very tall women. And, and do you like to wear he- heels? Are oh, you- gosh, no. No, no, right? no, no. I mean, they do look, they do make your legs look beautiful and yes. everything. But honestly, I'd rather be comfortable. I'd rather be comfortable, be able to walk, be yeah. able to run yeah. if I have to. Yeah. And, and I have the height, you know, I don't need the heels to begin exactly. with. So, exactly. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, if you're looking for something to go see this weekend, those are some movies. And definitely check out Almost Maine next weekend coming up. We're thrilled. We have to go see you in it. <laughs> Thank you. We're thrilled. We're really yes. excited about it. We have lots more to talk about in our next section. It turns out, so at the beginning of the show, Parisa was telling us about the practice that she has in Madrid, where she practices traditional uh, Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, take us through it again. Tell us again what sort of variants okay. upon that there so, are. So um, traditional Chinese medicine, you you have acupuncture. Right. Which I know acupuncture. The needles, right? Yes. <laughs> the needles yes. that people are so scared of. <laughs> yes. And then um, auriculotherapy, which is basically the same as acupuncture, except that your body is like your ear. So like your ear is kind of like a map for your whole body, basically. Okay. okay. And is it is it physical or is it uh, through sound waves? That oh, you no, no. It's physical. It's physical. Um, some people use needles, like specific 
okay. ear needles. I don't use needles. I use um, seeds. Oh. So basically, I use it as a sort of um, something to complete the acupuncture treatment. Ah. So people will have the acupuncture and then I will use the seeds and I will go away with the seeds ah. and keep them on until they fall off, oh, basically. Okay. And sometimes they come to the next um, session a week later and, and, the they, still, and still they still there? have the seeds. <laughs> yeah, because the seeds kind of stay. Okay. <laughs> they're mustard seeds ah. and they're used um, to, to activate certain points oh, in the ear okay. that, right. that help with the treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Chinese herbal therapy, which is basically yes. what it sounds, right. herbal therapy. Um, they're sold as um, pills. Okay. Um, so they're natural pills that you can buy online from very specific places. Please uh-huh. don't buy them just anywhere because right. you, never, you know. never know what's in them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But, you know, I, I have sort of the... Mm, real distributors the okay. sort of official distributors and People all of that you trust so exactly so so i always just say you know buy them from here and right very powerful therapy chinese ah. herbal therapy it's super powerful really yeah it works ah. really well really well and if you use it in parallel with the acupuncture it's just mir- miraculous just I, amazing. I know i know ac- acupuncture personally i've i've been a patient uh with a steady acupuncturist for a long time right and i have to say that there are certain things that he helped like that just w- disappeared that i went in with with a headache, <laughs> the headache yeah disappeared after yeah. after a session with him um yeah. things like bruises and and allergies that were just ridiculous it's it's you think this is never this isn't going to take weeks yeah. to go away no yeah and it's actually really amazing to see just how much it can do because a lot of people think that acupuncture is just basically for like back pain mm-hmm. and muscle pain and things like mm-hmm. that and it's absolutely not true no. i mean i've treated infertility with acupuncture oh. i've treated digestive issues i've treated migraines anxiety depression uh-huh. insomnia um l- so many things it's just the scope is so large that sure. it, it's just amazing it's just absolutely that's astounding yeah yeah and then the another thing that i felt personally was insanely energized after right. leaving an acupuncture section, I yeah. always felt as if I had just had a coffee. I just felt as if I'd had three hours of sleep. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it was an amazing uh, therapy that way. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And um, we also use suction cups. Ah, oh, I've heard of those. Know, yes. Very, very powerful and very interesting. People love them normally because uh-huh. also the feeling is really good because the yes. feeling of the needles is not always so great. It depends yes. on like how scared people are right. of them. Mm-hmm. So I think people who are very scared of them find them really kind of painful just because they're so tense of course um but suction cups are always nice for everyone yeah. you know so those are really good um and what else do we oh we use moxa which is basically a herb that we light up we okay. we light it up and it heats up the acupuncture points ah. so we use it when there are yang deficiencies so like a deficiency of heat in the okay. body we use it to heat up the acupuncture points Ooh. and it helps with the treatment that's fascinating yeah. and then something else that you do is you treat um you you transform people's diets that's right yeah so i'm a nutrition coach yes and a vegan lifestyle coach aha exactly so tell us because i think this is veganism is something that is is coming out it is is becoming much more well known amongst uh people amongst mainstream society and the truth is is that we we're kind of running out of time in this half hour of the show, but just give us a little. Can you tell us in a nutshell what veganism is, so that we can go into it 
in the second half sure. of the show. Well, veganism is basically the uh, a lifestyle where you do not consume any animal products. So nothing that comes from an animal. And that's nothing that comes from an animal in, in we don't ingest anything. You don't and we don't use, use in our anything. life anything exactly. either. Exactly. So right. clothes, cosmetics, that's everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a whole paradigm shift and we're yeah. going to talk about it in the next half hour of our show. Hay tan poca gente en España con un alto nivel de inglés, tan poca, que las empresas las rifan. El sistema educativo no ayuda a solucionar esto. Y en las universidades el inglés sigue siendo una maría. Entonces, ¿qué hacen los chavales cuando terminan la carrera? Pues buscan trabajo o bien prolongan su educación con un máster. Los que buscan empleo aspiran, claro, a buenos puestos o a las buenas empresas, pero se colocan mal. Sí, se colocan mal por la falta de un buen nivel de inglés. ¿Y qué hacen ante esto? Pues muchos hacen un máster en recursos humanos o en derecho comunitario o algo por el estilo para mejorar su currículum. La verdad es que seguimos sin entenderlo. ¿Por qué dedicáis uno a dos años a un máster sabiendo que vuestra carencia es el inglés? ¿Por qué? Si dedicarais ese año exclusivamente al inglés... Con el mismo empeño que en ese máster que teníais pensado o que habéis hecho, ¿saldríais hablando el idioma? ¿Has escuchado alguna vez a Richard? Pues eso. Y esto no es vender humo, esto no es una broma. Las empresas os cogerían sin pestañear. Saber inglés como Dios manda vale cinco másters. Estamos hablando sobre todo a los jóvenes. En su último año de carrera, os queda poco tiempo para venderos en el mercado laboral. Cada año salen al mismo tiempo miles de personas a buscar su primer empleo. Pronto vais a tener un montón de competidores. Cientos, miles de competidores. Todos con licenciatura o con máster. ¿Cómo piensas competir con ventaja? ¿Cómo vas a diferenciarte de todos ellos? Para las empresas serás uno más del montón. Todos con su diploma o con su máster. Y todos con un inglés bastante pobre. Ahora que tienes 22, quizá 23 años, a tu edad todavía no cuesta tanto hacerte con un alto nivel de inglés. Si no acometes este problema ahora, si te empeñas en esquivar el asunto haciendo un máster en empresas, que tampoco te va a diferenciar al final, te condenas a arrastrar el tema del idioma inglés hasta el fin de tu vida profesional. Hazme caso. Lo vemos todos los días. Si no agarras el tema del inglés ahora, con decisión y firmeza, no llegarás a saberlo nunca. Siempre tendrás un nivel medio. Serás uno más del montón. El inglés en España abre más puertas que ninguna otra cosa. Infórmate sobre el Máster en Inglés Profesional o el Executive Máster en Inglés Profesional. También en versión fin de semana. En Madrid, Valencia y Barcelona. Infórmate. GrupoBaugan.com o 91-133-5833. Aprendiendo. Este verano sumérgete en Bauden Radio.
en Baugan Radio. Nos hemos propuesto que nadie abandone su inglés este verano. Y es por eso que queremos ponértelo muy fácil, ofreciéndote grandes descuentos en los cursos y programas con el método Baugan que más demanda tienen en verano. Así que ya lo sabes, este verano no abandones tu inglés. Entra en grupobaugan.com o llama al 911335831. And, and we were just talking about how quickly that first half hour went because we were having so much fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to continue asking you, veganism is, is basically a change of paradigm. It's a change of your outlook on life mm -hmm. and what the way people take it is different from case to case, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, so some one person may decide to go completely plant based. Immediately. Mm -hmm. And another person may simply start thinking about incorporating more vegetables Definitely. into their life, right? Definitely. And I mean, I, I've been vegan for eight years. And um, in all this time, I've seen people who um, have have decided to just incorporate more vegetables or um, do meatless Mondays, which uh -huh. is a whole movement. Yes. Um, so it just, yeah, you know, no meat on Mondays. No meat on Mondays. Exactly. Um, or they become vegetarian, um, right. not vegan because they're not ready to, to give up dairy or to give up whatever, mm -hmm. eggs, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you become vegetarian. It's all valid. And I, I just... My message to yes. the world is yes. do not let anyone tell you that you're doing it wrong. Right. Because if it's right for you, it's right. Mm -hmm. And everybody has to take their own path. And if you feel that you need to just do meatless Mondays for now and see how that goes mm -hmm. and then do vegan at home. Some mm -hmm. people do that. They're mm -hmm. vegan at home. And right. then when they eat out, they're more relaxed. Yes. That's okay too. Yeah. You can, that's, that's a lot actually. If you're vegan at home, that already means that you're not buying anything that's, that's right. not vegan. And if you're mostly eating at home, it definitely has a big impact on, on your life. Exactly. Let's talk about people's motivation one way or another to choose, yeah. to choose to do this because I know that a lot of people do it out of selflessness and empathy for, for animals' lives. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do it as a choice for the environment because mm -hmm. they, what we're told constantly is one of the biggest things that we can do to save the environment, let alone animals' welfare, is is to stop consuming animal products, right. which contributes so much to yep. to, to pollution. The, to pollution. Mm -hmm. So some people do it for animals' welfare. Some people do it for for the the environment. A lot of people do it for health. For their yes, own health. Correct. It's becoming more and more well known mm -hmm. that a vegan lifestyle is one of the biggest contributors to longevity. That's right. That's right. Because um, animal protein has actually been associated to a lot of non-transmissible diseases like... Mm -hmm. Um, autoimmune diseases like right. uh, multiple sclerosis, um, progression of cancer, um, a lot of things, arthritis, um, rheumatoid arthritis, mm -hmm. uh, cataracts, um, renal stones, a lot of things that um, 
we always we, we've always been told, oh, well, we don't know, mm-hmm. we don't know why this happens, and you know, bad luck, whatever, yeah. you know. But it has been shown in these studies that um, a plant-based diet has actually helped to stop and sometimes to reverse these diseases. Exactly. Um, animal protein. We we there's a a large excess of animal protein in our Western diets. Yes. Um, and that, that's a bad thing because we, we've also been taught that the more protein, the better. Yes. You know, you need protein and, exactly. and of course you do, you do need protein, but, um, there's an excess of it and an excess of it is not good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can bring a lot of problems. Yes. One thing that I heard from, uh, a really fascinating Chinese chef was, uh, the phrase that meat is a treat. In the right. sense that, uh, sure, meat is excellent and meat is wonderful, but it should be used as a uh, spice more than as the main ingredient right. of a dish. And, and in the Western world, it has become the main ingredient and people yes. can, a lot of people can't even contemplate a day without meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just habit. Yeah. It's just a habit. Um, and it can be broken yeah. like any habit. One of one of the most interesting aspects of this that I always find regarding veganism is that it's something that when I've tried to do it, I've always felt um, I feel much better immediately. Right. Yes. Uh, it's hard to do logistically because it takes a little bit more organization. Mm-hmm. You need to think at ahead. The beginning. At the beginning. Yeah. You need to create the habit. Mm. You need to, to sort of plan ahead, know what you're going to eat during the day and if you're going to have access to it because when you eat meat or when you eat dairy you just have you know whatever is around you just yeah. pick up but you but you also end up eating a lot of more like a lot of trash really yes, exactly. you know because you can eat anything you end up eating anything yeah. you know so you end up eating you know stuff from like a vending machine or stuff which as a vegan I haven't been able to do in eight years and I find that I've haven't eaten any junk food. Right. You know, so it just kind of happens yes. naturally that you end up eating a lot more naturally and a lot more, yeah. a lot healthier. But one of the, that was, that was okay. I was able to, to deal with that. But the biggest issue for me, and I don't think that's an issue so much for people anymore because the biggest impediment that I found was that I found it very socially isolating. Right. People, people who, who you told, I, I've decided to go vegan or I'm eating a vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. would, would sort of immediately, first of all, immediately judge you and tell yes. you that you weren't getting enough nutrition. You weren't getting the yes. right nutrition. Yeah. And it was wrong. And how were you possibly going to do it? <laughs> and, yeah. And then on top of it, it was, it's just you. So you, I just quit talking about it or telling right. people about it. Right. And that meant that I was probably not going out with friends as much. I was not having drinks with friends in bars where I couldn't eat the tapa. Right. And it, it was a little socially isolating. Yeah. But I think that that's changing because it's becoming much more well known. Um, it's changing. And I, you know, I can't pretend that it hasn't been a challenge for me at some point, yeah. um, especially when I started, which mm-hmm. was eight years ago, where, you know, like nobody knew what vegan was. Right. Um, and especially restaurants had no idea what vegan was. Now you have vegan options almost everywhere, which is yeah. great. You know, it's just become a lot easier in that sense. Um, it, I did find it isolating in the sense that you were saying, you know, people judge you a lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
and more importantly, they think that you're going to judge them. Yes. And I'm like, I'm just I'm not, sitting I'm here eating anything. my food, exactly. you know, <laughs> you know, just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I haven't yeah. said anything to you, but mm-hmm. you are telling me that I'm not getting enough nutrients. Exactly. How would you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And why are you talking to me about this when I'm just sitting here doing my own thing yes. and not saying anything to you, you know? So yeah, yeah definitely challenging sometimes, but you know, a lot of things are. Yeah. And um, if you're, if it's something that's important to you, you just learn to live with it and it becomes a lot easier with time. That's true. You just kind of shut it out. You just forget about those people. That's true. And now I find that my friends, my real friends, um, always have a vegan uh, dish for me, always Aww. have a vegan treat for me, always uh, decide to go to a vegan or vegetarian res- restaurant yes. if I'm going to be in the group so that we can all eat. Speaking, and- speaking of vegan treats... Now, the way I got to know you, Parisa, is because Parisa Ooh. is a very, Parisa is a very interesting person to know because every now and then she leaves out cookies. <laughs> she will bring vegan cookies to the office and leave them out as incentives. <laughs> With my card. With her card. <laughs> next to her card. And I have to say it was insanely inf- effective in my case because I ate the cookie and immediately wanted another one and wanted to know. So please, will you tell us a little bit about, about your business and about how, how you, how it works and tell us about your publication successes. Sure. Okay. So, so basically the, um, with regards to the business, what I do is, um, nutrition coach. I do nutritional coaching for everyone, not just uh-huh. for vegan people. So even if you don't want to be become vegan, you can still do a nutrition plan with me right. because uh, we just adapt it for okay. you. And I know that some people are just not ready or they just mm-hmm. don't want to become vegan and that's fine. Yes. Um, but I can still help you sort of organize yourself and become healthier and which is what a lot of people want to do because people are becoming a lot more conscious about their health right. fortunately but also if you want to become vegan i do vegan lifestyle coaching so right. i have like a whole other program which is vegan lifestyle coaching and i can help you to make that transition right um so with regards to that the reason that i'm a vegan lifestyle coach i'm a certified coach mm-hmm. um and i i got certified in new york in this um, academy called the Main Street Vegan Academy. That's right. And yes. the Main Street Vegan Academy is run by Victoria Moran, who mm-hmm. some people, if they're if they know about veganism, will probably know her because she's quite the um, okay. personality yes. in the vegan she's world. She's very visible. She's very visible. Yes, and very a, a real expert in in veganism. Mm-hmm. And she's written a lot of books, but one of them is the Main Street Vegan. Yes. An excellent book. We recommend it. Excellent book. Excellent. I recommend it to anyone who's even remotely considering becoming a vegan Mm -hmm. or becoming vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so helpful, so friendly, so well written. And so it's like talking to a friend. Yes. You know, and I just, I adore that book. And that was how I found out about Victoria Moran and then I I found out about her academy and I decided to become certified with her. So I went to New York for a week and I did that. Amazing. Um, So with the uh, coaches of the Mainstream Vegan Academy, we have come up with this book, mm-hmm. which is written by Victoria Moran and J.L. Fields, who is another big personality in the ah. vegan world. And it's called the Mainstream Vegan Academy Cookbook. And all of the coaches from um, the different classes of uh-huh. the Mainstream Vegan Academy, we contributed a couple of recipes to and, this book. And I have to say, it's a, it's a beautiful cookbook. It's lovely. 
it's it's very it's very sumptuously done. It's uh yeah. it's glossy and the pictures are gorgeous yeah. and and it's very approachable. It's not it's not intimidating at all. For example, would you if you had to pick a favorite recipe from mm. this cookbook, would Ooh, you which one would it be? Oh my goodness, that is I can't even do that. <laughs> I guess I can't. One of your own recipes. How well, about that? <laughs> one of my own recipes. I mean, I can definitely tell you about my cookies because everybody right. loves them. But I am going to mention, actually, yes. the divinely decadent chocolate stout cake. Oh, my. Which you can see here. That, People can't see it, unfortunately. I'm, but I'm salivating just, just looking at the picture. It's, it's gorgeous. beautiful. And I still have to make it. I haven't made it yet mm. at home. But I just, every time I look at it, I'm like, when am I going to make this cake? It's amazing. But yeah, so my chocolate chips, uh, chips, my chocolate chip cookies are called sweet and sexy chocolate chip cookies. Of course they are. <laughs> sweet and sexy. <laughs> um, and. And if people buy this book, you can find it on Amazon uh-huh. and uh, you can find this recipe on page 216 and you'll see that it's like a super simple recipe. Yes. So it's basically um, the same recipe as like any cookie, except you don't use eggs. Okay. No That's, eggs, no butter. No eggs, no butter. So you use uh, vegetable oil? Vegetable oil to substitute for the butter. For the butter, exactly. And to be honest, a lot of baking doesn't even need eggs because you it, it will solidify without the egg. All right. So, you know, a lot of people are like, how can you bake without eggs? I'm like, actually, most of the time you don't even need the eggs. So so what do you substitute or do you simply not use the egg? You, do, you just don't use it. You just don't use it. That's fascinating yeah. because I've eaten your cookies and they are the chewiest, most wonderful mm, bits of sweet You ever. would never know. And I mean, if you say to people, these are vegan cookies, they're like, uh, I don't know. But if you don't say anything and they eat them and then you tell them they're vegan, they're like, what? So you still <laughs> use flour I still use sugar. flour. I use two kinds of flour, right. which that in a way does help with the consistency. Right. Okay. So you use two kinds of flour and brown sugar uh-huh. and um, vegetable oil, sunflower oil. Don't use olive oil because it's too rich. Yes. Um, it just gives it a sort of it's weird too taste. Flavorful. Too flavorful. Too flavorful. Exactly. You can detect the, the taste of, of olive oil in baking very exactly, easily. Exactly. So sunflower oil is better. Yes. Sunflower oil. Um, and then I use agave syrup. Okay. Right. Instead and of sugar? In, Instead no. of white sugar? Instead, yeah. You just use brown sugar and agave syrup. All right. So the original recipe is probably, you. if you find a sort of normal cookie recipe, you would find a vanilla extract that's probably. True. So I substituted that with agave ah, syrup. Right. And that's like my own twist okay. on the recipe. All right. right. Is, is it very fragrant, agave syrup? No. no. No, it's not very fragrant, but it gives it that perfect sweetness Ah. it's just lovely it just gives it like this lovely lovely taste i have to go home and try that that sounds (laughs) amazing (laughs) and they're so easy to make that's the thing you just like mm, put everything together stick it in a bowl mix it up and there it goes to the oven and you're done (laughs) and you get like a batch of like what like 40 cookies or something gorgeous beautiful cookies (laughs) which is why i have to bring them here because otherwise i would eat them all (laughs) (laughs) and and, and you wrap them beautifully it it feels like a treat yeah (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for for educating us uh, a little bit about veganism because it's it's really I think something that people are curious about nowadays. Yes, they're yeah. they're hearing about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And for example, if you if you were to go out and and have a meal in mm-hmm. Madrid at mm-hmm. a vegan restaurant, can you, do you have a place a special oh, place yeah. that you would? 
You know, Boo. you know. Now there are so many lovely vegan restaurants. Suddenly, the past two years, it's ah. just been like this flourishing of of vegan restaurants, which is amazing for me. You know, wow. I just I'm yeah. so happy about that. Um, there used to be like one. Yes. <laughs> so exactly. now it's really nice. So some of my favorite ones are Rayen Vegano, which is in Barrio de las Letras. It's okay. in um, Anton Martin area. Right. Um, another one is Distrito Vegano, which is in Lavapiés, uh-huh. and that is a sort of like very sort of casual oh. sort of task. Type, yeah. The food is amazing, and you can get like this really sort of like scrumptious food, mm-hmm. you know, like this kind of very like um, burger and fries kind of food, which sometimes is so nice, yes. you know, to just get that. You yeah. even get like vegan bacon and stuff like that, which vegan is amazing. Bacon. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. Um, and then the last one that I love is Punto Vegano, which is just uh, opposite Templo de Devot. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that and was kind a, of Arguelle sort of. Um, uh, yeah. Kind of Plaza España. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that okay. area. And that one's lovely too. So oh, that's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try, I'm going to try those places, but tell us again in case we want to go look for it. What, what a book. What is the book called? The book is called The Main Street Vegan Academy Cookbook by Victoria Moran and JL Fields. Okay. And you can find it on Amazon. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. It's a lovely book. (laughs) All right. We're going to go talk. We have a few minutes left. We're going to go talk about a few more things that are happening this weekend and in successive weekends. And, and yeah, don't, don't go anywhere. We have lots more to talk about. Right. So this weekend, tons of things are happening. Did you know, Parisa? Because I, I, I get the feeling that you're kind of like me in that you're not terribly interested in sports. Yeah, I, I, you can say that again. You're not terribly <laughs> not fascinated no, with any sport in particular. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but something that's happening now and it happens every four years and it's sort of like in the air and people are talking about it and you just can't get away from it is that the World Cup starts today. Yeah. You sound thrilled. There. I am, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I just think it's amazing. <laughs> the, world, the World Cup starts today and, and if I understand correctly, um, it's one of those things where it's called the World Cup, but not every country in the world participates mm-hmm. because you need to qualify to get in. Mm-hmm. This year, Spain has qualified to get in as we all expected it to. Yay. Yay. <laughs> the US, I think, has not qualified to get in or, or maybe this year it's not participating. Okay. But is your home country participating? I believe it is. Yes. I believe it is too. <laughs> Iran. Iran is participating and they are playing in the same group as Spain. Amazing. Cool. <laughs> that is cool, actually. Really neat. Actually, got me a bit excited about the World right. Cup. <laughs> totally. And the fact that um, I, I just, I love. Oh, so I'm not a big sports fan, but I do love the World Cup because I love that this is a competition. It's a sport where every country in the world is on a level playing field, 
and there is no there's no trick there's no there's no way of getting around it you know everybody has to play on a field on the same dimensions on the same field with mm-hmm. the same goalposts mm-hmm. and there's no there's no advantage to be had right so you know i would love for for people in in you know two teams in the same group like spain and iran to to have the opportunity to to compete against each other and to play against yeah. each other and it's it's a great it's a kind of you sort of get a little excited about the whole sportif motive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes we're very excited spain is playing tomorrow and um i think iran is playing today mm. against morocco so so definitely fingers keep an crossed eye on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wish them the best. Another thing that is happening this weekend and then <laughs> next weekend mm-hmm. and the weekend after is that June, my friends, is Daytown month. So I don't know how this happened, but it turns out because normally we have Daytown once a month here in Madrid. We have it a few times every year in Barcelona. Same in Valencia. Uh, but because we have two new locations, um, we, we have them both happening in different cities, uh, this, this month and we have four daytowns happening. It's, it's amazing. That's great. Four daytowns this month. So are you aware of what a daytown is? I am. All right. Good. For those at home who don't know what it is, a daytown is a, a sort of compressed version of a Vontown. So Vontown is a week-long program where you go away and you live with English speakers for a whole week. Daytown is a one-day version of that. And and our clients come and spend the day with our English speakers and, and just basically have a ball. You get to chat all day long. And if you're somebody who in your regular day-to-day job doesn't get that much of an opportunity to to speak English, it's definitely a a case where you can be exposed to it for the entire day. For our English speakers, it's an opportunity to come and to meet people, to get to know um, who they are and, and, and you know, to, to sort of integrate in, into Spanish society for, for a full day. And we are still looking. So there are still spots open in, in most, except for Madrid and most of our, our, our venues uh, in the coming month. And it's um, and we're still looking for volunteers. So English speakers out there, if you're listening to this, as I know you are, <laughs> and you would like to take part in one of our in one of our venues and one of our programs happening this month, we are doing Barcelona on June 16th. We're doing Madrid and Valladolid on June 23rd and Zaragoza on June 30th. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. These are new venues. So we're very excited. We're very sort of bubbly about them still. And it's such a nice opportunity for people who maybe don't have time to spend a week. Exactly. Away. They can just do the one day. And it's exactly, great. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. It's like a, a little pill of, uh, of yeah. English that you can do in a single day yeah. for sure. Definitely. So yeah, Daytown happening this month. Barisa, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you what a pleasure it has been to have you Same on. Same here. Thank you so much. You, I hope I can come back. Yes, yes, I hope you can too. I, I know that you're a very busy woman. You have a lot of balls in the air right now. You haven't ha- dropped any yet, but you never know. You haven't dropped a single one yet. You have you have the theater, you have your practice, you teach here as well. And and I, I just don't know how you do it. You just must be very good at... Maybe this is something that your previous profession taught you. You, have, you know what? That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. It gave good. me so many transferable skills, you know, yes. and... 
that I'm using them all now. Yeah. So, you know, super grateful for that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I know, I know, I know you can't be kept down. You're, you're a very, <laughs> very ambitious person and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to know you. So thank you for coming and telling us all about vegan. Can you give, if you were to give us one tip to go forward and, and to sort of incorporate into our lives, I don't want to become a vegan, mm -hmm. but I want, I want to be more, more conscientious about what I put into my body and how right. I live my life regarding animal products. Okay, so my main tip would be try to keep to the natural things. So right. the more that a food product is close to the way it was naturally, the better. Mm -hmm. So avoid anything that's super processed, anything that the more processed it is, the more you want to get away from it. Right. So the more natural, the better. It's not just about being vegan. It's about being plant-based. Because it's really amazing that we don't realize what goes into most of the products that come out of a box or even out of exactly. a bag. Exactly. Contained. Exactly. And I think we need to get used to reading labels a lot more because people I mean I read every label obviously because yes. I'm vegan so I have to yeah. but I didn't used to before I became vegan and before I became uh, aware of nutrition and mm -hmm. health and all yes. of this and people in general just don't look at labels no. and if you look at them you'd be terrified yeah so if you look at a label and I always say to my clients and to my students if you look at a label and there are more than three things that you don't know what they are mm -hmm run yes. just just drop it and run because it's not for you no exactly exactly, exactly. one of the pieces of, of advice that i got told when i when i started trying to lead a more healthy lifestyle was to shop the walls meaning when you walk into a supermarket you usually have you usually have all of the processed foods in the center right and then around around the edges of the supermarket you're going yeah. to find the more unprocessed elements like the fish shop the meat shop right. the bakery the um, the 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 eggs and the milk and all of the unprocessed prime materials so yeah to shop the walls of the supermarket and try and avoid the interior definitely <laughs> it's a good tip yeah Yeah. So thank you very, very much. We, we don't have very much time left, but, um, yeah, I want to, I want to ask you to enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> and I hope to see you at almost Maine. <laughs> at almost Maine for sure. Let's tell the people again because we, we before we go, yeah, almost so Maine happening when? Almost Maine is happening 23rd and 24th of June at 8 p.m. at okay. Teatro Tribueña in Ventas. And to book your tickets, you either go to the Madrid Players website, madridplayers.org, or write to almostmaine.madridplayers at gmail.com. That's right. Again, almostmaine.madridplayers at, at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Listeners, we will see each other next week. We will hear each other next week. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to you. And I will tell you all about how Daytown went at Barcelona. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Esos tres meses que pasamos juntos. ¿Por qué? Y 
aquella mañana en la que no parabas de hablar y hablar con lo tímido que estabas al principio ¿te acuerdas? claro que te acuerdas ¿entonces por qué? ¿por qué me abandonas ahora? Los cursos intensivos de verano de Baugan son diferentes a otros cursos intensivos de verano. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, nosotros no metemos entre 10 y 12 alumnos en cada clase. Nosotros tenemos un máximo de 6 alumnos por clase. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, no somos rígidos, somos flexibles. Puedes hacer un curso de una, dos, tres o cuatro semanas, como tú decidas. Entra en grupobaugan.com ¿Tienes niños? Pues, ¿qué mejor forma que aprendan inglés que haciendo lo que más les gusta? En nuestros campamentos de verano en inglés se divertirán participando en un sinfín de variadísimas actividades en un entorno seguro y 100% angloparlante. Acompañados en todo momento de Monitores Baugan. Campamentos de verano para niños con un 10% de descuento. Infórmate en grupobaugan.com. Este verano no abandones tu inglés. 